0: for the next half hour to join us for interviews, discussion, inspiration and for strategies to help you fulfill your potential both in life and in business. Welcome along to Remarkable Woman Radio. Today, my very special guest is Angela Murray from Living Life in Colour. Now, Angela is a creative life coach who's developed a really unique system of combining creativity, of combining play and life coaching to really help her clients create the life they love. So, welcome, Angela. Hi, <laughs> it's nice <Thanks>. to be <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. Um, now, obviously, at Remarkable Woman, um, we like to talk about the things that make us unique and the different things that we um, that we have that can actually set our businesses apart when we really begin to believe in ourselves so how did creativity come to be part of your life
1: I trained gosh back in 2009 I trained to be a holistic life coach and I did that part-time for a while and what I found was that people were more often in their heads and not in their hearts. And it took me a wee while to realize that where I go for my answers and to check in with myself is actually creativity and play and having fun. And once that that actually dawned on me, I decided I needed to find a way to put the two together. Uh-huh. And that's really how it was born. Um, it was also based off the back of being married for 20 years and not doing anything creatively and feeling I was a completely different person to myself and the first thing I did when I separated or got divorced was actually go back to creativity which changed my life so it was the combination of both of them really
0: That's brilliant and were you very creative as a child?
1: Yeah I was always creating whether it was drawing or playing with plasticine or making stories and building tents and huts and yeah, I always did that, and then I reached an age. I think when I when I hit my teens, that that wasn't cool anymore. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Yet the
0: thing that you love the most suddenly, in order f- to fit in, was suddenly
1: not cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so well. I just sort of packed it in a box and and put it to one side because I, I I met my husband at the age of 17 so I came straight out of childhood into basically into marriage and I just packed it all away (laughs) (laughs) and then had the courage years later to unpack it all yeah and wow that's
0: amazing so tell me a little bit about what you've created at Living Life in Colour now
1: yeah a lot of people who have seen me on social media actually think I'm an, um, an art teacher but I'm actually a life coach who uses creativity to help you change your life, one brushstroke or one canvas at a time, if you like. Um, and so it was created from a desire to get people to actually engage with the more creative side of themselves because that's where their positivity and um, a I call your your inner cheerleader. That's where that side I like
0: that. Inner cheerleader. Yeah, Yeah, because how many of us have an inner critic and (laughs) totally
1: try and drown (laughs) out the inner cheerleader? Yeah, (laughs) because mostly over the years, sort of through school and um, in life, we're actually taught to be logical and use the logical side of our brains. But the problem with that is it's also the side that actually keeps you small because it's designed to take things that have happened in the past and project them into the future and then try and stop you from making mistakes whereas creativity is all about giving it a go and making mistakes and playing and having fun and and it's so
0: important for all of us to actually make a few mistakes just just play just just to give it a go as you say Yeah. yeah yeah fantastic so Now, I know that you have just made a very big move from Mm. corporate into your own business. (laughs) So, what inspired you to really take that
1: big leap? Um, It was a shove from the universe. So, um, how do I describe this? Last December, I started saying to people, I know I won't be in my role, um, my corporate role in September, assuming that I was going to make the decision to leave and in July I was called in to be told that my role was going to be made redundant on the 31st of August thank you universe (laughs) Um, (laughs) and so I was given the opportunity to go for two other jobs that were at the same level and you know from the outside logically you would say yes okay I'll go for one of those but I just couldn't do it to myself Um, I made the decision that if I didn't didn't take the step and throw myself full time into my business I'd never do it so there were some interesting conversations at home because I was the major breadwinner but I just really had to do it and I'm being well supported not only just from um, my other half but um, yeah things seem to be just ticking along now that I've actually opened up to the opportunity it's like things are just happening. That's really interesting what you just said now that I've
0: opened up to the opportunity. So how often are we in our own way?
1: (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) Um, I mean, even as a life coach, um, people think because you're a life coach, you've got all all the answers, which is not true. You have to work through your own stuff. And so I find a lot of the time when clients come to me, I can see their potential. They can't see it because they're putting all these roadblocks in the way. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, yeah I have the, exactly
0: the same thing. It's mm. like it's so much easier to see something through someone else's, yeah, because you don't you don't have all the filters and the belief systems and yep. the
1: perceptions exactly. and everything that you're trying to navigate through. Yeah, and I believe as a coach as well, you should have your own coach uh, yeah. or coaches um because you can't you can't always see your own
0: stuff. No, and I think in, in order to keep going to the next level, you want to make sure that someone's there to call you out on, yeah. on your stuff because, man, we can pile it on, can't we? Oh, yeah, we can hide <laughs> when we want to. Absolutely. So how do you get your clients to stop
1: hiding? Um, various different ways. The One of the best ways I've found is I have a course called Dream Big, Paint Big where people come and paint on really big canvases, and it's a metaphor for life and what happens when they're painting is whatever starts to come out on the canvas if you imagine they're painting a very small portion in one corner of a massive canvas it belies the fact that that's actually what's happening in their life so I'll be asking questions about where are you playing small so you can't actually hide it Mm. which um, I like to call it sneaky coaching because <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you have it, <laughs> a new form of coaching, Usually sneaky coaching. <laughs> sneaky coaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, because um, they're in that creative space and they're just, the clues are everywhere while, while they think they're just playing and having fun. But it's all useful information for me to help move them forward. Aren't we interesting as human beings?
0: Yeah. Really, <laughs> That's amazing. And actually having to confront a big... A big canvas is yeah. is, I mean, I actually did that course yeah. and I loved it because it was like I literally had to confront a big canvas. What yeah. what do I actually want to put on it? Yeah, um, that was it's a big
1: question yeah. in life, and yeah. it, it brings up a lot of things. Um, especially, there's a lot of people have got um, perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> a lot of my clients, anyway, I think they're drawn to me because they want to bust through that and let it go. So perfectionism, in comparison is really difficult so that's one of the major things that you can get from it the form of painting that I do which is intuitive painting so you're not you're not following what I tell you to paint it's all about your own your own system and working out what works for you yeah and and it's
0: amazing how clever we are when we actually give Mm -hmm. ourselves the opportunity to do that
1: yeah wow
0: (laughs) now um planning is vital obviously, to when we have our own business, right? Yeah. So are there any tips that you can share that has made this um, easier for you?
1: (laughs) Um, I had to learn the hard way. Um, When I finished work for 35 years, I'd been working in in an organization, organizations that was based on reactivity. So I'd receive an email and I'd react to that. Mm. and there was a little bit of planning, but not so much, and a lot of it was in my head. So when I moved into my own business and I had to drive it myself, the first month I would say was, what do I do on Monday morning? I have no clue. So I had to learn to plan either on a Friday evening or on a Sunday night what I was going to do at least for two or three days of the week, some scheduling, some time, and make sure they were in my diary. Interesting. so yeah. I've had to learn to plan. I hadn't realized, because um, I was a project manager as well, so you'd imagine that that, <laughs> that would be part of my DNA. But no, most of it was in my head and I hadn't realized. That's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And, and so so you at least have two to three days planned ahead. Yeah. Is there any specific things you do to to help that planning process?
1: Yeah. Um, I look at what it is that I need to be talking about. So if I've got certain courses coming up and I need to be messaging to that and selling those particular courses, then everything that I do needs to be pointing in that direction. Otherwise, it's a bit of a scattergun approach and it doesn't really work. So I I schedule time to do blog posts and um, social media and that sort of thing but also connecting with clients. Yeah. I actually put it into my diary as um, a meeting, if you like, because I can't work off a to-do list. I would don't even look at it, so I actually have to plan the time into my diary to make sure that I do the things I need to do.
0: And that's uh, and I know for me, I know if I don't schedule something, it doesn't happen. It's too mm. easy for other things to <laughs> get in the way, and yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. the old scattergun comes out again, as you say. Yeah. yeah. So, what are you working on that um, at the moment that you're really excited about?
1: I've got a few different things happening at the moment. Um, I've got another dream big paint big happening on the. 20th of January so that's a an eight-week experience where you get to step up large and change your life Um, but the other thing which I'm really excited about is I've been coaching other coaches to do what I do internationally so I have a group at the moment from South Africa Australia the US and Canada out in the UK and so I'm helping them develop their businesses so they can do what I do. Brilliant. Yeah, so it, for me that's exciting because If I know that I make a difference and I'm helping them to grow their businesses to make a difference, how many people will we actually touch in the end?
0: Oh, my goodness. You know, when you start extrapolating that out, that gets exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you stopped work on the 31st of August, stopped work in the corporate (laughs) sense, and now you're already global. That's not bad going. No, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah. Now, um... Obviously, creativity is one of the biggest parts of what you do.
1: Mm. Why is it so important? And does it come easy to us all? Mm. Most people, I'd say 90% of people that I talk to, when I tell them what they do, immediately say, oh, I'm not creative. And I can't draw. I might be able to do stick figures. (laughs) Um, And it's actually not true it's a story that they're telling themselves. And so my reaction generally is if I can prove that to you that that's actually not true in less than two sessions, what else are you telling yourself you can't do? Um, Because we do. And I think it's a lot of people when I ask them, where did you get this belief from? It's around about the age of 10 or 12. And at some point they went from just creating because it was fun to suddenly creating had to be a product and it had to look like something or achieve something and when it's not perfect we stop doing it because Mm -hmm. there's a risk in it not being perfect that you may be judged and so over the years people then add to that layer upon layer about how they're not perfect or they didn't get the creative gene their sister got the creative gene or um (laughs) and they do and Mm. i had a lady recently who finally came and did one of my one day courses and every time i spoke to her in a social situation about creating or why don't you come along she would physically shake because she was so scared and then she finally bit the bullet and came along and she's just written me the most amazing testimonial because she realized it wasn't as scary as what she was expecting. Not entirely sure what she was expecting. But she's, um, she's taken that as well into her um, life because she's recently left a job and she was about to take a job that was probably not suitable for her. Mm. But post the course, she realized that she couldn't allow herself anymore to do things because it seemed like the right thing to do. What she is now doing is actually following her heart. So she turned a job down wow. and she's now pursuing something else. Yeah. Isn't that
0: brilliant? Just mm. to now to actually navigate from that part of her
1: yeah. rather than
0: from all the all the different layers the shoulds. Yeah, the shoulds. Yeah. yeah, where we should all over ourselves. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Now we're just gonna take a little break for mm. some music now and we'll be right back to Remarkable Woman Radio.
2: unless that somebody's me I gotta
0: I just love that Maroon Five song, don't you? Yeah, it yeah,
1: makes me want to jiggle. I know. We actually were <laughs> as the
0: music was coming back into the studio, <laughs> and uh, and also if you guys haven't seen it, their um, their video mm. going round to different weddings is just beautiful. I know it's, it's had cool. millions and millions of of hits already, and you've probably seen it, but highly recommend it. Um, so. I wanted to just um, go back again to, because um, we kind of talked about it really quickly, but it's it's actually a big thing when you went from corporate, 35-year career within different corporations, to suddenly stepping out on your own. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about it over the years and you had thought about it, but there was something that was really holding you back mm-hmm. or or kind of making it really another way I could probably ask it is how come the universe had to come in and make the
1: big step for (laughs) you maybe kick the big baby bird out of the nest (laughs) um I think I had my own my own um deep-seated doubts which actually came from my parents who had their own businesses I remember my dad saying to me don't don't have your own business, it's too hard and you, you don't get spare time and you, you won't sleep at night. Um, work for someone else is so much easier. So I think I had that underlying running the whole time and I actually had to work on that and yes. believe that actually that actually wasn't true. Um so that was a big that was a big leap for me but I th- I still think it was sitting there when when they they made the role redundant but then I actually put it to one side and said I'm not prepared to accept another job here I want to do my own thing. And so it what was a big too? you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and I was finding it really difficult especially the last 3 years within the role because i wasn't fully aligned with the corporate values of the company i was working for and so it was for me where authenticity is a very important thing i was finding it really difficult to live in that world in fact it felt like two completely different worlds um, yeah and so i was finding that more and more difficult so had it not happened i would have i, I would i believe probably beginning of next year would have gone i can't do this anymore interesting Mm. it's
0: almost like you've got an amazing picture on your website and it's this person that's half black and white and gray (laughs) and the other person is vibrantly colored and Mm. um oh my god if you could see angela in the studio with me today she is wearing lots of vibrant (laughs) color and um just looks amazing so i can't imagine you
1: in that role it was it was quite interesting when i left because I had successfully managed to not tell anybody what I did in my spare time. And so when they said, are you going to look for another job? And I went, no, I'm just going to work in my own business. The amount of people who said, we didn't even know you had your own business. So I had successfully managed to keep the two worlds completely apart. But the interesting thing for me is the first client that I picked up post finishing is somebody I worked with. And then the second client I picked up was somebody I worked with in a previous job. So it's like they were just waiting for me to go, ta-da!
0: <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Again, yeah. there's that opportunity that we were speaking about yeah. earlier. And here, yeah. once you're open to the opportunity, they just they just pop up. Yeah. People are waiting for us. <laughs> I love that. Yeah.
1: Now, do you have a guiding principle and theme for your life? Um. Yes, I've come to the conclusion, if it's not fun, I don't want to do it anymore. I've had enough of putting what my needs are or um, my happiness aside for um, a job or even even a partner. So I'm not saying that I'm um, not cognizant of, of what their needs are. But for me personally, I only have one life. So if I'm not going to live it to the full and do what makes me happy then it feels a wee bit like a life that hasn't been fully lived. So, yeah, that's the biggest one for me is actually if it's not fun, I don't want to do
0: if it. If it's not fun, so many pearls of wisdom in that little statement there mm. too. So so your brand, of course, Living Life in Colour, mm. it's all about having fun. Yeah. And it's about having creativity yeah. and it's about play. So it is. So what's yeah. the
1: importance of
0: play for us?
1: Um, we forget. We forget to play life becomes really serious we spend a lot of time in our logical brains um which is all about trying to limit uh, what we do so that we don't get ourselves into trouble but when it comes to um play in your life no one's actually gonna die from it <laughs> it's like just just en- enjoy it i think we have a fear of being seen as being foolish and it's not really about that. It's actually just about being authentic. And if something's fun, just doing it just for the mm. for the absolute pleasure of it. Um, and I'm, I'm not I'm not a Pollyanna type that um, will say you know everything's happy happy because that's not necessarily the case. But I really truly believed that you have to have a positive mindset if some if it's bad today it's going to be better tomorrow if it's not better tomorrow it'll be better the following day and that this is a friendly universe um and i also believe that if you concentrate on what's wrong you just attract more of it yeah so try and concentrate even if it's something really small on what's actually going right and attract more of that doesn't even
0: just a little state by little state yeah. yeah Yes, yeah. that's, that's so good. Yeah. Now, with a lot of the clients that you work with, a lot of them come to you with assumptions. So, uh, some <laughs> of the assumptions are about that they can't paint, yeah. and they they can't. They're not creative. Yeah. But how do you help them unpack some of that? Because you use yeah. the term
1: unpacking, don't you? I like that. Yeah. It's kind of like taking taking all the baggage out of the suitcase. <laughs> <and> <laughs> yes, you can come with baggage, but please don't come with the full matching set. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to take it a, a little bit at a time because you know, for me, play is now natural. It didn't; it wasn't at one point, and I, and I still remember that. And so, I try to get them to just loosen up a little bit at a time. And the way the way I do that is if say if you were doing Dream Big, Paint Big, for example, there are life coaching elements that we do before we even get to the studio each session. And there's homework to work through. And the idea is is that you work on what your own stuff is. And then I'm here to, to help. So everyone comes with, with different baggage, if you like. Um, but my job is to help you unpack it. And if you get stuck, then, you know, just reach out and, and I'm there to, to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but That'd... it's a gentle process. It's not about, um, mm-hmm. it's not traumatic. Yes, there may be tears occasionally, but I'm a true believer it's better out than in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. <laughs> On a canvas as well as oh, uh, yes. as well as everything oh, yes. else. Absolutely. Mm. I can highly recommend that Dream Big Paint Big course. Okay. So that was coming up in January again. Yeah, twentieth right? of January. Twentieth of January. Highly recommend it. It was one of the favourite things I did last this year. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the year, but not quite. Um so a creative mindset, how does that help us in real life?
1: Um Yeah, to have a creative mindset isn't necessarily about painting or drawing. It's actually a state of mind. And Mm -hmm. so for me, a creative mindset is more about being curious and giving things a go. And that's really useful, not just in your private life, but actually in your work life as well. Because if you always do things the way you've always done them, nothing ever improves. So to be able to just be curious and look at things in a different way, you can make changes to not just your job but the actual the organization if you if you're given the opportunity to do it and wouldn't
0: it be amazing to bring out the inspiration and the innovation and things like that within an employee mindset as well yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. some of the things that I teach are around um, exercises that you can do to just loosen up your creativity and I do that sometimes with organizations if they want to do strategy for example there is nothing worse than being asked to go into a session where we're going to blue sky think or we're going to think outside the box. That's like... What is that? Awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> so I give them things that they can do to actually warm them up. It's a little, you know, if you ask someone to blue sky I think, it's like asking someone to run a marathon and they haven't, you know, trained in 20 years. So if you warm up the creative side of your brain and then ask them the question, the answers you get will be so much better
0: Love that, yeah, love yeah. that. So, um, so, what has been some of the best advice that you've
1: received, um, or, or maybe what you wish you'd given yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting. The best advice I was ever given was from the the gentleman who I did my life coach training with, and he basically said, which is something I've said in the in the interview, is if it's not fun, don't do it. Mm. This is supposed to be fun. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Why are you
0: doing it? Great advice. Yeah. So what is something that you, this may be a similar question for you, it may be different, but what is something that you do that you wish you'd done years ago to assist
1: yourself? Um, one of the biggest things I've learned to do is to say no. Because we're very good at pleasing other people. And it took me a, probably until I was in my 40s to finally be able to say no, and then not even have to justify why I don't want to do
0: something. There's a great statement that says no is a complete sentence. Yep. So cool. Yeah. Now, what is the most remarkable um, thing about you, about what you do or who you are? Because the reason why I ask this and and I say it to everyone that I talk to is if we don't value ourselves, then no one else is going to value you. So what is remarkable about you?
1: I think from being a very small child and my mum would say this i've always had a curiosity about other people she used to worry about me because i'd talk to anybody and um i think that's one of my most remarkable things because it's actually the bedrock of everything i do is i'm interested in you as a person Mm -hmm. um and so i'm not afraid to ask questions and um so, how does everybody find you? So, livinglifeandcolour.co.nz, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm also, I have a Facebook page, which is um, Living Life and Colour as well. So, you can find me on there. Brilliant. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so
0: so if we need to find you, it's livinglifeincolour.co.nz, yep. and I highly recommend the Dream Big Paint Big courses. But you also have some on smaller canvases as yep. well as your life coaching that you do.
1: Yeah, I have another one called Painting Your Dreams, which is a one-day course. So if you're a little bit scared, that's probably
0: the one to go on. Brilliant! Thank you so much for joining Thank me you. today on Remarkable Woman Radio, Angela. It's been wonderful Thank to speak you with for you. Having me. Thank you. You have been listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. You can catch us again next Tuesday at 3.15 on 104.6 FM or anytime on planetaudio.org.nz forward slash remarkable
2: woman. We'll see you then.